Welcome to Twisted Reality. My name is Misty. I am here with my husband, Matt. We are ordained ministers. As before, we are going to dive into spirits, creatures, and myths. This will include some of our real life experiences as well as experiences from others. We will attempt to shed light on the stories of myths that twist reality. Today's topic, how to remove negative energy from a home. We first want to say this is a touchy subject that can be very dangerous. This is not something to be attempted by an amateur or a non-believer. We will first discuss the differences between the most popular methods. There are thousands of different methods in over 4,000 different religions. We are going to focus on the main three we are asked to perform as ordained ministers. They are blessings, cleansings, sometimes called smudging, and exorcisms. Each method is unique and has its own purpose. First, blessings. A blessing is basically a prayer asking for God's favor and protection. It's like saying grace before a meal. People typically ask for a blessing when they first move in or after they have renovated a home. Anyone can perform a blessing it could be a priest, a pastor, or even the homeowner. The second is the cleansing, or sometimes called smudgings. If you look these two words up, you'll find many different meanings. For Misty, a cleansing or smudging is to smear out or clean out all negative energy. Unlike a blessing, you are not asking for God's favor. You are demanding an already negative energy to leave. Kind of like an eviction of a bad spirit or unkindly presence. This can be, can be performed by anyone that believes. Third is exorcisms. The definition of an exorcism is the expulsion or attempted expulsion of a supposed evil or demonic spirit from a person or a place. Exorcisms can only be performed by a valid priest and then only with permission of his bishop. Over the years, we've We've been in a lot of houses. Um, we ran into a lot of different energy. And there is positive energy. Um, but, you know, the majority of what you see is the negative energy, negative presence. You know, and some of the symptoms, so to speak, would be people in a bad mood, um, just a heavy, dark presence all the time, dragging, dragging you down, making you feel out of sorts, depressed. There's a lot of different things that, that contribute to negative energy. It's not just something in your house moving stuff around or playing games with you. It, it actually could be a mindset in the house, and there's something in there that, that could be causing that. When you watch the movies, you can hear people say, well, it's like the person just changed overnight. It's true. If you have somebody who's normally happy-go-lucky, joking all the time, and like flipping a switch and they're yelling at everybody and things haven't changed in their life whether they got hurt or they're taking a different medication it's them just changing verbally how they are so it's like something has entered their body and changed them you know something that comes to mind and we actually know someone 
who uh, we feel we both feel there's a presence in the house that person absolutely will not let us in because they're afraid we're going to do a cleansing against their permission yes um and you know that person's changed a lot in, in the last couple of years sometimes it's a slow progression and this one is slowly progressing as they live there it might have started out just small little things but this person is actually to the point of they want to die in this house they don't want to move no matter how bad their health is they are not going to move out of that house not only that but she doesn't want to change nothing about the house you know the house is well it was built in 1820 so you do the math 200 years old um and the house has fallen down but she doesn't want to do any remodeling to it because it'll change the house and that's the first thing that will start a presence making itself known usually when you're remodeling a house you know we've been in the house a lot and it you can feel something just isn't right um you, you know, can see things in there too the husband he wants he wants to sell the house they're old he, i, should, I shouldn't say it house. like that yeah he knows the husband knows that the house is falling apart and he can't take care of it anymore you know they're well into their well into their 70s and he wants a one level house he wants something that they can both you know he doesn't want to navigate steps that almost a three-story house i mean the attic's almost a finished attic it's it's what is it seven bedrooms it, it's at one time it was seven bedrooms and four baths and now it's down to seven bedrooms and two baths and uh yeah it just the house really gives off the feeling you know it, it once was part of the the underground railroad there's a lot of really rich history with this house but it's, yeah, she just doesn't like us being there because she's so worried we're going to do something to scare, yeah, to scare the presence away, I guess. Um, one of the biggest ones I think we ever tackled was, well, the one in Quincy. Yes. That was a good one. It had some, and we caught some of this on some of our equipment. There's growls shampoo bottles being moved uh, i got scratched and when i say scratched it's not little red marks showing up i about, had blood drawn on me about nine inches long on your back where i could not reach it went from here in between your shoulder blades all the way down to the small of your back and we also saw red glowing eyes but we didn't catch that one on anything the only thing we caught on our equipment was the growl some heavy breathing bottles being moved and a radio old time radio back in the day um the homeowner said that she had cabinet doors being opened opened and shut 
drawers, you know, like the silverware drawers being left out and silverware moved around. There was a smell certain times of the day where you smelled car exhaust. Found out that was due to possibly a death that happened in the garage. We're not sure exactly how that death happened, if it was a suicide or accidental. But the car was left running in the garage and the woman passed away. You know, there was a just a funny feeling in that house. Um, when we was there, the, the cat. And you know, the lady has a cat that is a big cat. And that cat constantly circled under one ceiling in the whole house. In, the, in that living room. Yes. I don't remember. Did you have to cleanse that one once or twice? I believe it was two times, by the third time. So I did it three times. The third time is when I found the ashes of someone's remains. It was just a handful left. In a closet in the corner. Yes. So you know that's that that right there, that was probably because once you got rid of them ashes, everything seemed to be I don't think we've heard anything since. No, it it's been fine. That's something I want to bring up. Be respectful of the people who have passed on. Don't be selfish and try to keep remains. If somebody asks to have their cremated remains spread somewhere, do what they ask you to do. Um, a lot of people don't want to let go, and it's a selfish need to hold on, and they keep remains, and you're not allowing that person to rest. And that might be the one thing that I had to do to put that person at rest. They were in that house trying to tell them that they wanted to move on and they couldn't. So if you have a loved one that wants to be cremated, like my husband said, please do so. If they don't want to be cremated, please listen to that as well. That's something that's kind of was a hot button not too long ago. Yes. At yeah. least in my family. Everybody kind of had their own ideas of what to do, even though this person gave specific instructions. Yes. She she wrote down exactly how she wanted to be buried. And uh, she ended up getting cremated instead and buried in a different place than where she wanted to be laid to rest. So... Kind of back on subject. Sorry. No, it <laughs> made sense. Um, one of the other houses that we have been a part of, you actually recommended needed to have a, a full-blown exorcism done. Yes, um, I agree. To... I don't know how many times we've been in that house so much. Um, a family had sold this house to a woman and a child. 
and we both found it very bizarre when we went over. She wanted a blessing done to give the house a good vibe. And the minute you went in there, you said there was evil in the house. Um, these people that sold the house moved out in the middle of the night, left all their clothes hanging in the closet. There was still food in the, in the cupboards. Um, refrigerator had to be thrown away because they left food in the refrigerator. Family photos of Family the baby's heirlooms. first haircut, the baby's first steps, all those photos that most people want to keep with them and cherish, they left behind. All the school art that the son had made throughout his from kindergarten to, to the till he graduated was all left in that house. Wedding photos. Wedding photos. Um, so much of the of the son's. Uh, Boy Scout stuff. Yes. All his a... badges and everything and it, it just stuff that I that I kept for my kids was left in that house and they wanted nothing to do with any of it. They did not want it. we offered to take stuff to them. Um kind of just to make sure, you know, cuz we felt there would be a lot of a uh, bad energy left behind if I leaving this stuff. And no, they didn't want nothing to do with it. They left it in the house when the woman and the child bought the house, and they didn't want anything to do with it. So she asked us if we could help her clean the house out. And it just turned into a, a huge, uh, I don't want to say fiasco. It was just a lot of bad energy. I mean, you would... End up a, with stomach aches and headaches, and it make you physically ill. Uh, it just the presence when you walked in that door. You could we would go over there, and you could be in a good mood, having a great day, and the minute you stepped through that threshold, it just felt like the life got sucked out of you. You would leave, you would be exhausted, and you didn't have to be there very long. Um, we, which we did help her get stuff cleaned out, and then she ended up not even moving in. She or she forego the paperwork that they had set up. She wasn't going to get it. She got rid of it. Okay. So. That's a little weird. I don't know what that was. Me either. Um, so, yeah, she, uh, Misty had actually went over. We, we'd started doing some cleaning in the house. We started doing some cleansing, and the first thing you noticed was every room had a prayer on the left and the right side of the door, and then every room had a cross, a, a cross, crucifix. and multiple Bibles. And I mean, there was a lot of Bibles in that house. Three big boxes full, because when we were cleaning it out. Nobody wants that many Bibles, so we boxed them up and offered to give them back. The lady said she did not want them back, who owned the house, so we called up a church, explained to them, and they accepted the Bibles for us. Because for me, I didn't want to get any bad vibes by getting rid of a Bible, let alone that many. I don't want karma to come back. <laughs> but I think one of the things that really got our attention was we was cleaning out the son's bedroom. 
and man, there was some there was some real darkness in that room. That that there was just so much stuff, um, a lot of negativity in the posters, and he had lots of artwork that he had drawn himself of children being sacrificed. Um, you found broken Ouija boards in there, a busted eye. Um, that was the room with the pentagram. Yes. Oh. It, it was weird. <laughs> table salt around the pentagram. Mismatched candles. Uh, the kid was... He had no business doing what he was doing, but what made him even more dangerous is he's opening doors that was never going to be able to be closed. Um, you got to know what you're doing if you're going to mess with that stuff. I never recommend playing with a Ouija board, period, or doing any kind of seance, period. But if somebody knows what they're doing and can do that, that's great. I'm not saying you can't. It's just I don't recommend it because if you don't know what you're doing, it's not a good idea. Well, you know. Not that we endorse any of this, but there is a certain way to do things. Opening a door needs to be opened a specific way. And the reason for that is because there's a very specific way to close that door. But now this kid has opened a door that cannot be closed because nobody knows the steps that he took to open that door. And it was, uh, this wasn't that, you know, this was just toward the end of last year. And we was over there. And we took all our equipment because every time we go in there, there was always something happening. We couldn't keep any help in the house of, of trying to help a woman get the house cleaned out. People literally would be in there. Nathan was in there, what, 15, 20 minutes and just never wanted to go back in the house again. Multiple people. You couldn't get anybody to work in it. Nobody wants to work at the house. Nobody wants to do yard work at the house. I mean, the house just really is really sinister feeling. So we take all our equipment over, and I didn't get nothing. And I mean, I was really irritated with this. And I remember I started uh, kind of ranting and raving, and I called, I said, if you're too much of a chicken shit, show your face. And it was like thunder clapped in the room that I was standing in. You could feel the floor move. Uh, the windows shook, the floor shook, the chandelier was shaking, it rattled the, the china hutches. And, you know, you're talking about a house that people left thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of antiques behind because they, I mean, they left everything. Yeah. But this noise was so loud that we did have a couple people with us. They bolted. They were gone. One they, locked themselves in the car. They locked themselves in the car. The other person was trying to get in. It was, it was, it would have been hilarious, but... We're too busy trying to figure out what was going on in the house. So I go back in. I'm gathering up my equipment because we're leaving. And the door come open at me. And I don't know if you heard me yell. I heard you yell. I was too busy doing my prayer. She's got a candle. To It was a prayer of protection. Yeah, it didn't work. And I... I didn't want to break my concentration, and you kept yelling, and it almost broke my concentration. <laughs> so I kicked the door shut, 
I'm walking to the back of the house where she's doing the protection spell so I can go outside. And right when I walked past you, I was four or five feet past you, and I heard you say, oh, shit. It just took the wick out of my candle. Yes. It literally ripped the wick out of my candle. And it laid it on the on the tray right next to the candle. And uh, I never forget who was with us. I, it, just the looks on their faces. I mean, they just, that was a, that's when shit got real for them. They yes. Just, they, they finally believed. They, they'd always, oh, we'll go over there. That house isn't that haunted. We want to see what a ghost looks like all the time. And since then, they have never talked about it, never wanted nothing to do with it. That was the end of it. Um, you actually was talking to the neighbors, seeing if they heard anything. Nobody knew nothing. Yeah, I checked with them. I said, did you hear that noise last night about this time? And did you feel anything? And they're like, what are you talking about? We didn't hear nothing. We didn't feel nothing. I was like, all right, well, there's our validation that it only happened in the house. <laughs> You know, and, and nothing was broke because we went in the next day. Yep, thought sure over. something was going to break, something would have got tipped over. Nothing. You know, the woman, uh, she ended up not moving into the house because she had too many experiences. But she did take some stuff out of the house for her new house, which, well, we'll see how that works. But. If you remember, we was over there while she was, her, and I don't remember who all was taking everything out, but we were standing there, and the seven-year-old daughter was telling something to leave her alone. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Yes, and with children, I don't introduce myself as an ordained minister. I just tell them that... Uh, my regular name is Misty, and they'll see my little card that I have that has my clergy on it, and I just tell them, that's my boss card. That means I can go anywhere I want and do whatever I want. I take care of stuff. And I told her that. And so while we're in there and they're tearing out these cabinets, she come running over to me, and she was clinging to my leg and wanted me to use my boss corp boss card and tell the thing in the corner to leave her alone so we go and we get everything out they get the cabinets out and they leave and misty and i said we'll lock up and you stop to take pictures of the corner that she pointed at and your infrared picture got what looks like a person wearing a pig mask like somebody had cut the skin off of a pig's head and put it on their face to, mm. to me that's like a satanic type ritual and a couple days later you was talking talking to her and you asked her what she's seen and she drew you a picture it had pig snout and the pig ears and it was a picture and she told you, you said what is that she said, that's a pig's face and I said is that what you saw in the corner? And she said, yes. And I told it not to talk to me because pigs aren't supposed to talk. And that's where we were like, that's a little. You know, the one of the EBPs we got in there was on your old school. It wasn't a digital, it was an analog EBP. 
It was the, the old cassette small tape. cassette tapes. And I let my my I let my digital run, and for some reason I I couldn't. I was having problems getting. There was just some sort of interference, some sort of noise that wouldn't pick nothing up. It it picked up something, but it wasn't legible. And you picked up, and I'll never forget when I listened to that. There was little kids' voices on there, little boys, and they were saying the exact same thing that she said. Stop it! Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. And that EVP, which you still have, was the most sinister laugh. I mean, it was like the old. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. And them kids would scream. And we got that EVP. And uh, we, along with that picture, that just really kind of made me think. And that's in use. And you told. Everybody involved in that house that needs to have an exorcism done. The house uh, sets empty to this day. Nobody wants to go in the house. Nobody wants to see the house. Yeah, I don't know. They that's... didn't even take the steps to get the exorcism. They, just, they abandoned that house, and it's been sitting ever since. Um, and it's a gorgeous house. It's sad that it just... Marble... Marble fireplaces, first and second floor, um, hardwoods throughout. I mean, it just—it was at one time it was such an immaculate house. The entryway is just gorgeous. It, it really—it's it, sad to see something like that happen. But again, nobody—it's like you see this stuff happening. You. With your own two eyes, you've seen it, you've experienced it, you smell it, you hear it. It's it's everything. I mean, we'd walk in that house and there would just be this smell of something dead. It just knock you out, and five minutes later, you wouldn't have no smells. It'd smell like it'd smell fine. Um, you could hear stuff. I don't know how many times we've seen stuff. You know, on our infrared, or not our infrared, but our night vision goggles. What looks like a you call him a, a bat boy. It, it looked like a weird rendition of Batman, basically. Only a smaller version, so I called him a boy. But it had the bat face, like a real bat, but it was on a person. I mean, we, it's just amazing the stuff that... And people would not... Here's the thing. They would not do an exorcism because they didn't believe in an exorcism. I don't know how you can believe in one, not the other, vice versa. I mean, we've seen a lot of crazy stuff in that house, and that's... Um, I don't remember what you did, how you said it, but you went in and you said... It was something along the lines of, give me a sign or show me that you're here. I don't remember which, but you found that ID sitting on the coffee table. Oh, yes. That there was an ID placed on the coffee table that was not there because we just cleaned the coffee table off. And this ID was perfectly centered in the coffee table. So, and when I talked to the homeowners uh, about it, it was their son's college roommate who had died. 
best friend that had died and been dead for 10 years. And where that ID come from, we don't know. Is that guy there? I don't know. No, I often questioned whether he'd done the seance to talk to his dead friend. I don't know. And that's what I'm thinking. He might have done that to bring his friend in, open that door, and let in a bunch of strangers that aren't very kind. So we have some weird noises in our mic that we're <laughs> trying to figure out. I don't know if it was neighbor's music or what. So that will include that will conclude this episode. If you have any questions or a story you would like to share, questions you'd like to ask, whatever, or if you'd also, you know, have a place that you would like to come check out, see if there's any unexplained activity going on, we'd be glad to do that. Um, feel free to email us. It's twisted.reality2021 at gmail.com. That's T-W-I-S-T-E-D dot R-E-A-L-I-T-Y 2021 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep an open mind. Thank you.